Hello, welcome to Inigui Trust, Tattooing Outcrouter in San Fernando Valley, bringing you the latest of who's making the mark in the Valley tattoo scene. I am your host, Anthony Sanchez. Today we're going to talk to Christian Heltman from Think Inc. Tattoos in Woodland Hills. Christian has been tattooing since 1994, uh, studied a little bit of graphic design, and came to L.A. from Reading, Pennsylvania. Thanks for coming by the studio. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks for having me. So, um, first, uh, to- like, topical question is, uh, did you do anything for Leap Day? No, I didn't. I think I was just at work. Wasn't that on Saturday? Yeah, it was on Saturday. Okay, yeah, I was at work, uh, you know, not knowing what's going on in the world around me like every other day I'm at the shop. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I figured. Yeah. Um, who, who is your favorite cameo in The Mandalorian? Oh, that's a good question. Definitely, uh, definitely either Bill Burr or Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog. One friendly cranky guy and one not so friendly cranky guy. <laughs> He's like, let's celebrate with the libation or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I would like to see the child. <laughs> Creep. I don't even know if many people knew that he was, you know, like obviously younger, younger people probably didn't probably know. Probably not, no. Yeah. And I've just know, I've recognized his face. I don't, I've never seen any of his movies. I just, uh, I know he's kind of a, a weirdo, I guess. Oh, uh, I don't know if he's a, he's definitely like Rich and Richard Attenborough where he's just very into, I see, think I saw one of his things about volcanoes. So, yeah. That like sounds that. like it'd be a captivating watch listening to him talk about volcanoes. Yeah, he always sounds like how he did in the movie. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I, I think one thing I applaud is his dialogue kind of was sounded like how he would talk anyway. So, uh-huh. um, was there any other cameos that you liked? Um, you know, for watching that show three times in a row. You watched it uh, three times? I did, That's yeah. That's awesome. I'm thinking about rewatching it myself. Because I, I didn't, uh, you know, I haven't really paid too much attention to the recent sort of Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Um, but that seemed like a really good, it, I don't know, not as, uh, I don't want to say cheesy, but not as cheesy as some of the stuff in Star Wars movies the last couple of movies seem like they, but I know they're trying to, uh, you know, market that to little kids and adults all at the same time. Right. But uh, other cameos, who else was in that? Oh, that Mark Boone Scott guy or Mark Scott Boone guy. Uh, he was on Sons of Anarchy. He was the dude with all the hair. Oh, okay. That sent them out to get that yeah. prison ship, I think. Okay. Uh, there was, like, Bill Posner. I think I bring it up because I think everyone's coming from different like everyone's seeing different films so i think that there was a lot of cameos in there but if you watch those films and i watch these films or these tv shows we probably didn't all see the same thing yeah oh brian how do you say he he was the the driver in the beginning (laughs) that died yeah spoiler Uh right away (laughs) yeah yeah, you blew it it's already over um yeah like you can think about like alec guinness when he played um obi-wan mm-hmm I didn't realize he was this like really important British actor until I didn't I was either. An adult. Yeah, so. because I was you know a kid at that time. I just thought <laughs> he was some old dude. Yeah. Um, so, did you have any favorite movies from the nineties? Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that made a pretty big impact on me. Um, what else did I like from then? Any of the Aliens movies. Um, what else that was a period when I wasn't really paying attention to a whole lot of stuff (laughs) (laughs) do we want to get into that for reasons yeah no probably not Um, (laughs) um, 
There was a lot of, like, you could watch a lot of stuff on home video, too. So, you know, if you didn't catch it in the theater, I mean, not any different than now, but I think it was, you know, a mixture of, like, I don't know that I saw Pulp Fiction in the theater. I probably saw it on VHS after oh, the okay. fact. Yeah, I, uh, I saw a lot of stuff in the theater. I'm seeing Fight Club in the theater. I thought that, that came out in the 90s, too, I think. Yeah, it? roughly. Yeah. Um, what else? I mean, I'm a 90s kid. I should have answers to this. <laughs> I should be able to talk your ear off about it. Um, yeah, I guess that's the big one. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I used to wa- rewatch Reservoir Dogs with my friend, get stoned and mm-hmm. eat ice cream, and yeah. that was like over and over again. So when Pulp Fiction came out, it was like a shoe in it, it was revolutionary even for what Tarantino had did at the No, they were point. supposed to be making a movie uh, about the two Vega brothers. Oh, oh, I see. Michael Madsen and... and what, Travolta was the, was the other man? No, he yeah, wasn't. He yeah. Was Vincent, yeah, he yeah, was he, Vincent Vega. Yeah. Vincent Vega. <laughs> What's your name? Vincent Vega. Vincent Vega. <laughs> Are you an Elvis man or a Beatles man? <laughs> um, yeah, but that would have been cool, but it didn't get made. Oh, uh, other movies that he did uh, from then. Travolta or Tarantino? No, Tarantino. Like the Four Rooms. You ever seen Four Rooms? Uh, I don't think so. And a lot of my gay friends did because obviously Madonna was in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that he did. Tarantino was associated. I saw Natural Born Killers yeah. several times as well. Yeah. Which he was kind of, but that was more Oliver Stone, mm-hmm. which kind of was the same aesthetic, like just very choppy. I don't know. I liked it. It's kind of hard now because a lot of movies and TV shows try to do that, like where they chop up the timeline. Yeah, and shift things around. And so sometimes it doesn't work. Like, I don't know if you saw HBO Watchmen recently. Yeah, I I didn't, yeah. I didn't get into it either. No, not I, so much. I have a lot of friend, people that were like, oh, my God, that's so awesome. I can't believe they're bringing it back. And I was like, but they just, they they chopped up the story. We're not spoiling anything with this. They chopped up the story where it, they kind of, you could tell they didn't have a really good story. Like, episode nine was really strong. But it was only strong because it finally made all the parts that they chopped up <laughs> make sense. Yeah. So, but Tarantino's really worked for me as well. So, what was the guy? He played the, as an actor, I like him. He's the one that had the mask, the mirrored mask. Oh yeah, I don't know his name. But he's yeah, great. He's been everything. in all kinds of stuff. He's been in a lot of Coen Brothers stuff. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. brother, where art thou? Yeah. And uh, a couple other ones. We can, geek out, we can keep geeking out on movies if you have any more off <laughs> the top of your head. Not that I can think of. <laughs> um, I, I have another movie question, but it's... <laughs> so the, what Are there any movies this summer you're excited about? This summer? Are movies even, like, a big thing for you? They are, but I don't catch them in the theaters. Okay. I do, like, 99.9% of my movie watching on Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, Stars, Showtime, HBO, all the ones we have at the house. The only time I get out to the theater is with my daughter for, like, Frozen 2. Did, how was that? I didn't get to see it yet. Well, I mean, do you have a reason to go there? My, have a my husband's a Disney gay, so okay. he's everything. Well, then, I mean, I saw... I th- the first one was better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I stayed awake for all of it. <laughs> I, I guess that's my <laughs> two out of four thumbs up for Frozen 2. I stayed awake for all of it in the theater, 
but I mean, I, I've seen the first one a bunch of times at home, and I think it was better. They had a better yeah. story. I think, well, my, my baby brother was, like, the era of, like, Aladdin and Lion King, so I saw those, like, a bazillion times, and my husband watched Frozen probably as much as a little kid would. So definitely, I it, when it's rewatchable, it's fun, but, I, I you know, like, the B-movie, whenever I was around a kid that watched the B-movie, I was like, why are we watching this again? That one I've <laughs> yeah. never seen. I did see The Lion King every night for pretty much an entire summer because I worked at one of the last when that was out that summer I forget what year that was 93 94 I worked at a uh, one of the last drive-in movie theaters in the area were in Pennsylvania and that was on the bill that summer mm-hmm. so I saw that movie like every night for an entire summer <laughs> I don't think I've ever sat down to watch it since then because I really didn't need any more of it uh, I did see the remake of The Lion King which was, eh, it was okay it was okay yeah. I, haven't, I haven't watched it yet I haven't watched the live action Aladdin or Lion King yet yeah I haven't seen Aladdin I don't know if the live action Lion King is going to ruin anything of The Lion King for you well people. they call it live action but it's just CGI it's, no, right? there's nothing alive in it yeah. no it's just yeah it's better graphics is what it is yeah I like the Jungle Book but then we're just going back to John Favreau being a great director yeah and anything he touches like the Mandalorian right yeah I like the I saw Cowboys and Aliens that he did a long time back that I, I think that, that was very had similar like things happening at the Mandalorian that was the one with the Bond guy in it Daniel Craig right? yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, not to get back into that but the <laughs> <laughs> um, hell with tattooing let's talk about movies everybody t- tattoos anyway everybody yeah, is a tattoo artist we'll always now. get yeah we'll always get into that a little bit it's just it's kind of nice to know other things about people yeah. than just tattooing yeah. yeah I don't know maybe, maybe more people are into that you know who knows <laughs> there's plenty of soul in TV and those other ones that are like this is the dopest most raddest person in the oh, world right yeah. now <laughs> yeah all the, all the tattitude stuff yeah the, is that what it's called attitude yeah tattitude yeah. yeah one of my buddies coined that term I can't take claim for it. <laughs> I like it. Get Ta- it out it, there. It, it's it pretty much, yeah, you could just apply that to everything with sullen on it, tattitude. Yeah. Somebody's going to hear that and get pissed, mad at me. <laughs> I think that's an okay word. Pissed? The, the, yeah, okay. bad bad word. Well, it's, it's weird because they say all kinds of stuff on TV now. And yeah, it doesn't like, really apply anymore. You can catch yeah. F-bombs if you're up late enough and watching something on Fox. I heard that with the Kobe um, Memorial, whatever, was it barely last week that somebody said, I think Shaq said, the F word and they didn't leap it out in time so okay. it got out there so yeah. wow you know <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean you know on Shaq I guess maybe he gets a pass yeah I mean I, how, I, you have a kid how hard is it to hide those things from a kid these days though you can't it's you think impossible. you're doing it until you're I've, I've had four kids so you think you're hiding it until you hear your kids say it and you realize you're not hiding it at all yeah you know and or when you're like your eight-year-old daughter says that she doesn't say certain of the dirty words around you around you. Which means that she's saying all of them because she heard them from you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so that's you know, I mean, all I guess you can do is teach them to like, you know, this is this is the talk for when you're hanging out at the house. Once we leave the house, when we get in the car and go somewhere, you got to clamp down on that stuff. Yeah. So what is it like to be the father for? Um, well, they were pretty spaced out. Okay. So it wasn't anything like Eight Is Enough or any other crazy sitcom TV show from my perspective. Of course, I spend all my time horsing around at a tattoo shop, and I'm home for two hours in the morning and one hour at night. So, you know, and like the occasional Sunday, um, yeah, they were all pretty spread out from like 21 and 22 to yeah. 16 and 8. So, yeah, it's never been like... 
you know, some TV sitcom dad who's losing his mind. <laughs> if I had a nine to five job and I was home, um, which would have been nice too, I might have been a little bit more, you know, crazy uh, involved. Um, but my wife is a stay-at-home mom, and she homeschools two of the kids that are still at home. So she's got her hands full with that stuff and an online business that she does. She more than has her hands full. She's definitely the heavy-lifting parent, if you're listening, babe. <laughs> or um, she will be listening. And she will be. <laughs> um, and I'm at home or at, at the shop trying to, you know, drum up some income and keep everything afloat. So How is homeschooling these days? How, do you know, like, she... Did she do a school? My, mine was through, like, a private school. Oh, so you did it, too? Yeah, from junior high to high school. Okay. We first looked into it, and it was a... I guess it's always traditionally been kind of like a Catholic school-based thing, possibly. So the first one we got for her was uh, when she was about to start kindergarten. And we tried it, and I don't know. It just wasn't, wasn't for us. And then she did first grade. Or no, she did kindergarten, then we did homeschool for first grade, now she's in second grade, or whatever you would call it at home. Um, and uh, it's through like a, like an organization, this one's called um, iLead, like iPhone, but iLead. Okay. And you know, they seem like uh, they can compress an eight hour day of school into actually only like a little bit of time every day. Yeah. Which frees you up to take them on the field trips and uh, other, you know, experiences outside the house with other kids in the area. And uh, it's really cool. Yeah, it is. That was one. Re well, the big main reason was a partially a religious thing for my family. So that doesn't make sense. But um, the, the one thing that I liked about it was like I usually could finish my homework right away. Because even when I was in elementary school, sometimes the teacher would be like, OK, you're done with your work. Why don't you help one of the other students? <laughs> you know, and my mom was like, you know, he could be getting we could be teaching him faster if he was at home. So so that part was OK. It was just not learning the social stuff. So as long as you're getting it, we, we had some interactions with other church people that were homeschooling and we had like Fridays that we all hung out together in the park or lots of field trips. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was the only, the only thing I felt like I was lacking. I don't, I still don't understand the kind of like, you know, Heathers or Bean Girls or those type of interactions, <laughs> like when it when it happens and everyone wants to align with the Queen Bee or the Jock, yeah, which I know no one, not everyone does. Yeah. You're you're better off without that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Your um, older kids, do they have tattoos? Um, yeah, my uh, my oldest son has a couple now, one from somebody else and the other ones from me, and my uh, older daughter. She's got a couple, one from me and some from other guys. Do you know if they're kind of like, Dad, I don't want to get tattooed from you? Or That's what my son said right up until he graduated high school. And then all of a sudden he did a 180 and was like, I want tattoos. And I didn't think he was going to want them because I figured it's not cool if your parents do it, right? You know, <laughs> That's like what I thought. Everything skips a generation. So I was, I, he didn't want them, and I thought, well, he's not going to. That's fine by me. Um my daughter, she wanted them from like 15 and 16, and I was like, N "Well, you know that you you gotta you gotta wait." Yeah, I, I cannot make the local news. You know, <laughs> local tattoo guy tattoos own daughter underage news at 11. Like nuts, <laughs> no, 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 no. And uh, her her claim on it was, "Well, everybody I know in high school has tattoos already anyway." 
which I was blown away by. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, most kids have them, I guess, according to her. At a local high school I won't name <laughs> in West Hills on Valley Circle Boulevard. <laughs> well, you know, it's they. I know you're supposed to ID and all Sounds this. Sounds like a car. But if you, <laughs> if you, do you want to more clues? And a movie with Jesse Pinkman in it. <laughs> Are we Googling this? What is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, that, yeah, I mean, obviously you do your best to ensure that any someone under 18 doesn't get a tattoo but there's also you know as i've learned people doing tattoos in garages so you can't even control yeah. that either so and i mean it's all blown open now that you can get everything that we use to do tattoos on amazon and have it show up on your porch the next day i didn't think of that yeah yeah wow I, do you think that should be regulated not that you're the authority or we're going to yeah, champion that? Yeah, that's the that. thing. It's like uh, I heard a real good interview with this this tattoo artist on a podcast recently, and he addressed all that like, you know, it used to be back into my day, all that kind of crap, which I sort of felt like because I've been doing this 26 years. And he was like, well, who owns tattooing? Do you own it? Somebody let you into it. You know, like you, you're, there's no police for this. Like people have been doing it with sharpened sticks back when they were drawn on caves they were poking each other like who owns tattooing um so no i guess the, i mean i it's there's the health and safety issue you know there's the permanence issue of it like sorry about your leg <laughs> but uh you know uh, i tried you know so there's a permanence factor that kind of sucks if it's not regulated and there's the health and safety thing too just injuring people um but yeah, I, mean, I don't know. You know, it, I guess it's uh, from a, a person from being an adult before the internet. My perspective on it, you know, the internet's just blowing everything open. You know, you don't even have to go somewhere and learn to do something anymore. You can watch on YouTube and pick it up. Uh, you can take college classes online and not even pay tuition. You can, you know, you can. Everything's available now. Yeah. So it's just a different time. In, humans. in my um, short, like, little two or three years back here at community college, I've noticed a lot of young people uh, in their 20s have already learned a lot of this either in high school or or on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of just taking the classes so they can get the official thing. Yeah. You know, it's you like. The, yeah, just so you can prove it later down the road for the job. Like, I did this. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think in the future if there was, like, I, I heard that there was, like, a tattoo school in, like, Portland or something. Do you think that would be. There's a few of them. There's, I think there's one in downtown Los Angeles. Is there? Yeah, or somewhere in the greater Los Angeles area. They open, and then there's like a big rally against them on Instagram for yeah. a few weeks. And then there was a guy, Freddie Corbin, who got one shut down mm. in Oakland, and he was able to like come at the owner, I believe, and sort of like, a, hey, come on, man. This is get involved if you want to, but training a bunch of people for a few weeks and then turning them loose is not how you contribute to this. And in this case, I think the guy was like, yeah, you know what, you're right. And he kind of backed off, and it all, all the dust settled. Uh, yeah, they're, I don't know. Then there's always the example of like, well, this is, like I just said, it's got a lot more safety and health and permanence issues than getting your hair cut or your beard trimmed. Right. But they have to go to schools where they're accredited, and they pay tuition, and there's a heck of a lot more uh, inspection and regulation in the 
hair cutting and styling and coloring industry than there is with us right. still. Well, we had Debbie and Leo on yeah. your show, and Debbie seemed very serious about cleanliness at her yeah. shop, at yeah. your shop. So I, I know that definitely you guys do everything. Not that every, every shop does everything, but, I mean, not everyone brings that up. Like, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do mm-hmm. this, you got to do this. So. Yeah, because she gets it from, like, she was a stylist for most of her life, so she you know, has to deal with the regulation of it there and then she, you know, the tattoo shop regulation. So she has two sides of, uh, you know, the oversight sort of opinion on it. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about when, you know, you, you were growing up. Do you, did you start drawing as a kid? Yeah. My dad was an artist. He was a carpenter and he was an artist. He did some, uh, blueprint drawings for carpentry and, and architecture. He did painting and then, and drawing and stuff like that too. And, he was into hot rods, street rods, building cars, and uh, he had a big stack of old, from the 80s, like hot rod and street rod magazines, and I would take them out and find a picture of a car I liked and draw it in my sketchbook, and I'd date it and sign it. This was like third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, and I still have all those somewhere. So yeah, I was, I was definitely uh, very much into drawing regularly. That was the only thing I did. I didn't paint. Um, I never used markers and stuff. I was always pencil. Always pencil? Yeah. Is that still a go-to thing? No. No. Since tattooing started, um, yeah, coloring things in with color pencils. I hate doing that. It makes your arm sore. <laughs> your thumb starts to hurt. I hate color pencils. I guess, yeah, as weird as this is probably going to sound, and it definitely maybe didn't help me grow artistically more than just being like a street shop tattooer over the last 26 years. When I started tattooing professionally, my free time artwork definitely took a dive because I was doing it all day long. And I was doing it at a time when like, there weren't like really like slow days unless there was snow on the ground. Now there's so many shops around that like, you know, you find yourself sitting around quite a bit more than I did 15 years ago, 10 years ago, because there's just, you know, there's, you know, the new generation of tattoo consumers doesn't just automatically assume there are three shops in the West Valley. Now there's, they go to ones I haven't even heard about. So, yeah. you know, we have, I think probably everybody, hate to say it, has a little bit more free time during their day on their hands, you know, unless they're like a real big name. Um, so yeah, that's gotten me into more artwork again. But for the first part of my career, the first two thirds of it, it's kind of too busy to spend a lot of time drawing or, or doing watercolor painting like most tattoo guys do um, most of the time. Most of those years I was actually just tattooing and then not doing anything. Did you start tattooing or learning how to tattoo in Pennsylvania then? Yeah. it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, in a town called Reading, a suburb of Philly, sort of 30 minutes away. Not really a suburb, just nearby. But uh, again, even in that town, I think there was maybe – 80,000 people in that city, um, very much a little urban East Coast area. If you ever seen that show, The Wire, on mm. HBO about inner city Baltimore, that's what Reading looks like. So a lot of people all smashed together, a small area. And even there, there was only us and one other tattoo shop, I think, actually in the city. So it was, there was constant sort of like walk-ins and little tattoos and you'd have your clients and you know i used to sleeve up a lot of the hardcore kids from the hardcore scene in that area and hardcore uh, punk rock yeah hardcore like you know yeah hardcore punk um 
so it was it was yeah it was busier so i didn't really do a lot a whole lot of artwork for enjoyment once i started tattooing was punk rock the music you listened to at that time too yeah in high school um a lot of uh I, well more of a metal kid metal with a, okay with a mullet yeah oh yeah i would have yeah. never guessed that i used to have my high school senior year picture on my business cards and i was gonna make them into t-shirts but i had like the full like ape drape hockey player haircut whatever you call it like side part wing and you know down on my shoulders and um had my little iron maiden back patch on my jean jacket in high school but then I'd run home every day to watch the greatest show ever at that time, which was you know, on TV Raps. And I'd listen to Public Enemy and Queen Latifah and Tribe Called Quest and Most Def and all the New York hip-hop that was coming out in the 90s, uh, Jerry the Damager, all that stuff. I loved it, KRS-One. And uh, so I kind of had two sort of musical styles I was into, heavy metal and punk and this hip-hop stuff that was just awesome at the time. When did you cut the mullet? When did I cut the mullet? I had the mullet for longer yeah, than I should have. Yeah, sounds like years. I had it until, well, it went from being a mullet in high school to, I can't believe I'm talking about this in front of a microphone, <laughs> <laughs> to, then I went to college for the year I was there, and that's when grunge hit, Pearl Jam, Nirvana. So I kept the back the same length and let the, the front catch up to it. So I had that Eddie Vedder kind of thing going oh, on, you know, okay. holes in the jeans, boots, flannel, hair in my face. Which was, you know, and I was going to school for art and graphic design, so kind of had to look like that at that time. Okay. I, I mean, I was like 12 when, when Kurt killed himself, so okay. like that was kind of, I was, cra- but I never, I never rebelled. That's why I'm rebelling now. Did, did so you have the long hair in the high I'm school? I'm actually going to start growing my hair now. Yeah. I don't think it's going to get any better long, but you know, more yeah. 70s, 80s long. But I was like, I always did so clean cut because yeah. everyone would be like, you look better clean cut. And, yeah. you know, I w- always thought I was going to like get a corporate job. So I always had to like, you know, think about that. Now I'm like. Uh, I don't think it's happening. I'm just going to go all out. <laughs> but I never had it long. Uh-huh. Plus, my hair is so wavy that it just gets like... Whoosh. You start to get volume, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like more like... Um, what's his name? Uh, like Tony Danza or like okay. those type of... Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. That, that's where we're going now for me. <laughs> when did I cut it all off? I think I cut... Yeah, I did. I, I was pulling it all back into a ponytail. Oh, my God. As late as when I started as a tattoo apprentice, 94. And then my roommate had a pair of clippers, and I just put in the number two attachment or whatever, and it all came off, and then it was short ever since. So, yeah, I, I was rocking that stuff until <laughs> far longer than I should have been. Who was your favorite metal band? Or metal bands? It's favorite fine. You don't have to pick band. one. Uh, is this my Desert Island soundtrack here? No, uh, no. Like what you would... No, because now I'm going to like figure out, okay, your favorite metal, then your favorite hip-hop, and yeah. then I don't know if you had favorite grunge or you're just like the style. Oh, God. I, uh, man, if I can only... I listened to a lot of Iron Maiden and Van Halen and you know Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath and... Uh, Slayer and Metallica and Megadeth and you know all the all, all the guys all the guys that are 16 years old and refuse to stop touring all those <laughs> bands they did they refused 
Uh, well, they're all still on tour, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can still go see all those bands. I think Ozzy was just at Amoeba or something recently. He was, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, he released another album. Yeah. Still at like 190 years old. Why not? I know. Like, good just for keep him. going until you can't go anymore. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and even then, like, what? Johnny Cash was still going to, to Right the up until he, yeah, passed away. Yeah. Yeah. David Bowie did his secret album. He's like, had cancer and he yeah. was like, I'm going to do one more. And nobody knew it, yeah. Because <laughs> artists don't typically retire. Some do. Some, <laughs> some are some are only in it to get famous, and then when it drops, then they drop. You know, like who? Who? Uh, who I like? can't. Well, obviously, I can't think of any because they're not around anymore. But <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess. Huh? Like point. They, the, they got the, their point across, and they disappeared. Yeah. Um, well, let's see what else do we got here. So, what has change for you with your artwork when you were younger to now you, t- you mentioned you're not doing pencils so now yeah. you're doing i paint. guess the yeah i guess the big thing was the uh my artwork pretty much you know slowed down and turned into tattoo artwork for a little while i was in high school i was doing my i guess i kind of latched onto this because my art teacher thought it was so great i was doing a lot of like uh, i got into like mc escher and salvador dali you know probably every high school kid who can draw does that at some point so i was drawing all these like weird surrealistic landscapes in uh (laughs) i even did a self-portrait of myself with the aforementioned mullet up close and center with like this weird landscape behind myself i remember that one chatting this up so much people are going to want to see this now Uh, yeah (laughs) i'm gonna have to find some of those old uh old uh business cards if i still have any around i should have made the t-shirts I think people would buy the T-shirts. I think they would too. <laughs> just to, you know, just to wear them once, you know. Like even even like just just put them on. What do give they them have? away with every tattoo. Red Bubble, and there's some yeah. other websites out there. Yeah, but uh, I d- yeah I was drawing a lot of surrealistic stuff, and uh, then I got into tattooing, which are you know for a long time they were basically cartoons, you know, black outline, black shading, bright colors. So things got a lot simpler for me, and I did a lot of my drawing were artistic stuff just for the point of doing a tattoo I was getting paid for. And then uh, a couple years ago, when I found myself having, I guess, more free time throughout the days as more shops and more tattooers kind of got crowded into this one area here, and the slice of the pie got a little bit thinner for everybody, and it wasn't so crazy busy most of the time, I started doing a little bit more like watercolor painting, like, of course, the traditional tattoo guy paint the dragon the skull with the dagger through it throw some roses on it like uh, the stuff that everybody does um which was fun for a couple years and i'd pick it up for a while and then put it back down and then do it some more and and then recently um i started doing portrait painting in acrylics uh recently like three months ago i started doing this strictly because of baby yoda I'll, i'll throw it to him he deserves the credit baby yoda it yeah, was it the was child. The, the child. Uh, yes. Why do you think I I understand? I think that, that that's the one problem they came up with is they named it the child. They never distinguished no anything beyond that. And by the first episode, everyone was calling him Baby Yoda, and mm-hmm. I think it just it that was, stuck it, way it, more it, than the child. Yeah, you have to but, be having the conversation for someone to know what you're referring to when you say the child. Yeah, but you say Baby Yoda, and everybody goes, "Oh, yeah." yeah and and, and every and I think I, I, you hear all the confusion where it's like that's Baby. Baby Yoda? No, it's like the same race. It's mm-hmm. just a baby of 
that it's race. It's not the baby dude of the 900-year-old guy you already know. Yeah. Yeah. Or it could be. It could be. We don't even know. Time warp. Yeah. Or just maybe they, they like, regenerate. That's we true. Don't, we, don't we don't know. Don't know anything about them. But I'm not going to get too excited because I got excited about the prequels and I was let down, and I got excited about the sequels and I was let down. Yeah. And, you know, it's like a lot of other things <laughs> growing yeah. up. I did like uh, Adam Driver. You like all the, yeah, I thought he was really cool as a bad guy in all those movies. Uh, Luke Skywalker was just kind of a big letdown. Um, Jedi or in the prequels? Just the, the newer version okay. of him being a lunatic off by himself on a planet all his, on his own and milking aliens and <laughs> just having weird facial expressions <laughs> and saying strange things and... I don't know. I guess I was had some, you know, of course, expectations. I just had different expectations for what he was going to be when he came back yeah. and not some, like, grumpy, I don't want to do it type guy. Yeah, I was you not know, into kick, that either. Kicking rocks and huffing around and, you know, like, come on, man. There's a lot of moody people with the force, yeah, right? Because yeah. that was my only problem with Adam Driver is he's like, I'm going to do it for you, Grandpa. Like yeah. this whole, And I was like, what? This is the motivation? Am I, am I missing something? Are teenagers this much into, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Maybe maybe having the force does something to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was saying, like, even just the way they tease Luke Skywalker and, you know, we didn't think we were going to ever see, you know, um, Luke Skywalker again and thinking oh we're going to see him training Jedi and like you know just fresh not obviously not fresh out of Return of the Jedi but obviously a time lapse but instead we just got like what you just said this guy that was just like didn't Coffee. even say a word at the end of the Force Awakens no, you know just, no, nothing. just a lot of going around that island mm -hmm. which I heard was a was a, a hassle to get up to so you would think it looks like a hassle yeah uh, well, I mean, so you started doing acrylics because of Baby Yoda. Yeah, it was December. It was the first week of December. Here comes the, the winter slowdown. You know, the roughest 30 days of the year for us is, well, in my opinion, is like, you know, Black Friday to, I just nailed the table with my finger, Black <laughs> Friday to the day before Christmas when everybody's shopping and they're not buying tattoos. So that's paint season. You might have heard that term before. Everybody okay. calls it paint season. So I've, it's I've heard it slows down. It does, yeah. I mean, even for my, we finished my, what we did on my right arm in November. And to me, I just like a break between. <laughs> I was yeah. just like, but um, I know you guys, you guys, everyone should just start plugging gift certificates. We do. Yeah. yeah we do. Yeah. So I started, so, so that show was on. And uh, I was getting out the paint stuff because, hey, it's paint season. And uh, I guess I was having a couple simultaneous thoughts. What can I paint that isn't a skull or a snake or a dragon or a koi fish um, or some combination of all those or a panther or a tiger <laughs> or another dragon? And what is somebody going to buy? And what can I do that isn't, you know, I'm bored of doing all that stuff. And then, you know, sitting around when you're not, wasting time and looking on Instagram all of a sudden the child is on the explore page you know non-stop well see if I can paint him and uh, I don't know it just it kind of for the first time in a while I tried pushing myself with a, a medium that wasn't tattooing and I didn't I would a year ago I would have thought like oh, I, I can't paint portraits I never really tried though so apparently I could do it somewhat successfully and I posted on Instagram, and like 10 minutes later, somebody snapped it up. And uh, 
So I thought, oh, well, this would be a good way to earn a little bit of extra money and maybe get better at something that has nothing to do with tattooing. And uh, I'm enjoying it, so that's what I've been doing. Um, have you have you got done any tattoos of it then? No. 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 Not yet? Not yet. Let everyone know? No. <laughs> Get Do your you baby Yoda tattoos. Get, I've seen some. I have I've too. Seen a few. Some are successful. Some are, yeah. That asterisk question mark hashtag exclamation point puppet <laughs> is the hardest thing I've ever tried to draw or paint. That's what I've noticed. I think I've seen a lot of just even drawings. I've seen a lot of unsuccessful drawings. Some of them are good drawings. or some are really bad. Like he's yeah. a, made a wax and you put him, in, put him in the sun and he melted a little bit. <laughs> and I think it's like I noticed when I was like because I sold like three or four paintings of him since then. And whenever you like search for him on Google and get screenshots from the show. He looks different every time. Yeah. At least that's what I've noticed. It doesn't help that people are, like, doing screenshots, screenshots, screenshots. Like, uh, a friend posted a meme, one of the, you know, one of the first memes that were going around. And I was like, how is this show out for two weeks and it already looks deep fried, like, as though somebody has... Took in twenty screenshots of the same thing. I was yeah, like, the image is getting degraded. Just go on the web, sc- print screen, <laughs> just mm-hmm. like start fresh. If the show is in four K, it's no excuse. <laughs> it should be razor sharp. <laughs> it should be razor sharp. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's just us being cranky old men about <laughs> the quality of it things. It could be. Yeah, yeah, it could be. There's a lot probably I could do better on the internet that I don't know about because I, you know don't know how to do it i mean if, if anyone has time to check it out obviously the you have that great image with all the all the characters from mandalorian yeah i, I that's on my instagram I, I the buyer picked that up uh recently but uh it's up there and a couple of the uh, of the portraits i've done are on there too if anybody wants one yeah family members pets icons pop culture <laughs> uh, tell us a little about the plywood tattoos uh, in your shop the little oh, those the, the cutouts yeah. and the sleeves. I don't know how we got that idea. They look cool. You guys used to have flash art in there. Yeah, we did, and nobody was getting it, so we got rid of it and hung up some, you know, Sailor Jerry-looking stuff in frames because that kind of looks like it could be a tattoo or it could be decoration. And uh, actually, Leo showed me uh, a picture that he had screenshotted. Of, I don't know if they were on wood, but they were just like a couple, like four, you know, Japanese sleeves that someone had drawn or painted onto arm shapes. And I had also saved the same picture. So when he showed it to me, I was like, oh, yeah, I have that one on my phone, too. Because we do that. We sit around and just, you know, build up these image libraries on our phones. It's so easy to do it. Um, and uh, I think he had the idea, like, we should, or we should paint those because I was starting to paint at that time again after like a year break. And uh, we should, I'll, I'll cut those out. I'll, you know, make a, a stencil of an arm and cut it out of plywood and we'll paint those. And then we did those and a couple other, like, uh, plywood cutouts that are hanging up in there. And they're a lot of fun to do. Uh, yeah, I think that they're a great way of, for people to kind of get an idea, too, if they want something. Yeah, we should, yeah. A lot of people can't see that. It's yeah. hard to, yeah. yeah. I, I think a lot of people are used to looking at, like, cropped images on the internet of tattoos rather than seeing them so much on people or on the shop walls now or in a drawing they're used to just because everything's in your pocket now on these things yeah um i mean obviously i 
all, all the tattoo artists are used to this, but even just a few times I go in, I always see the problem solving that has to happen when someone comes in and they're like, I want this, but I want it like this. Mm-hmm. And I only have this amount of money. Yeah. And you're like, ah. every, every dimension gets smaller. <laughs> I want the tattoo, but I want it smaller. I've got a smaller amount of money for it. And I want it on my finger. <laughs> I mean, see, what, is, what do you think would we be a good way? We love all the customers. But what do you think would be a good way to help people kind of see that? Because I do see every, every now and then somebody kind of act like, oh, I'll just go to another shop. And it's like, it doesn't matter what shop you go to. Like, it's just, you know. Yeah. Hopefully how they won't replicate that on you because it's not technically possible to do it that small or that tiny. I, I don't know. There's um, somebody what? showed me an app one time. I forgot what it was called. I thought it was a good idea where you could take your screenshot of a tattoo that you have that you want to get and then you could take a selfie like in the bathroom mirror and it would like allow you to click and drag your picture in and throw it on your arm or your chest or your side of your neck or your hand or whatever your 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 back onto your picture of yourself and get an idea of like what it would look like which i thought was pretty cool i can't remember what it was I uh, saw like oh. there was tattoo do, but I think that was just to find other artists. That's but like a link up thing, right? Yeah, but it's pretty empty. Area. Is it? <laughs> At least oh. when I looked at it, I was like, well, maybe I can, you know, see what other artists are around. But I was like, oh, there's like twenty or I don't know. Maybe maybe I didn't look at it right. But yeah, I saw the the same one you're talking about. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of like an AR thing. Yeah. Like yeah. where you kind of play. Do you think that would help people when they come in? It probably. It definitely would give them something to think about. Um, I don't know that it would help the, the sort of the technical aspects of it where, like, you know, I can't do that that small. Well, why can't you because of this, that, and the other thing? That's still, I think, a, a, a talk that has to happen all the time with people. What is too small then? I guess that's relative. It depends on how simple things are. But then I've always found that the simpler stuff gets in tattooing, the harder it is to do. So smaller not only is, is tough to do in and of itself, it's also smaller to do something with a you know, an eight ounce or a six ounce vibrating tool with a needle on the end of it and no eraser there. Um, I guess it just, yeah, it depends on, you know, location, 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 and what they want to put there. But there's a lot of, uh, a lot of the geometric line work stuff that seems to be hot right now. Um, the pattern? The pattern things? stuff, yeah, yeah. The, all the, yeah, the, the, the geometric tattooing, I guess it's called. Some of that can definitely be too hard to do or personally just i'll say it too hard for me to do because i have no experience doing it mm-hmm. i mean I, I can imagine having to draw straight lines straight lines straight lines kind of yeah straight lines and circles straight wow. lines are kind of okay sometimes but circles are definitely the hard one for me especially depending where it is right yes yeah yeah i can hear that um i saw on your instagram that there was it looked like there was a dice where you like rolled the dice and did a tattoo? Tell yeah. Tell us about that. That's I like a, that. Uh, that's a really cool idea that someone on Instagram runs uh, an Insta for called Tattoo Paint Roll. Um, and they had a great idea where they took dice and they engraved, it's like game piece dice. And they've, you, you, the one set that they had out at the time, I think they have more of them now, there's three dice and they all have like a subject, a background, and a style. And if you are sitting around trying to, you know, use it as like an idea generator or ideas for paintings, you just roll it and, okay, well, I got dragon, skin rips, fire. And then you just draw your version of whatever that is. And then I was taking it for a little while and uh, saying, hey, you know, for whatever amount of money, you can come in here and you get a certain size thing and you roll it and whatever you get, you get. And I think I only actually got like two people that took me oh, up on really? that. Oh, really? Yeah. 
I think I think I've noticed that I'm getting to the point now where I just want to get more covered, and I'm like, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I like that because I can't finish my decision. You know, yeah, like yeah. If you get enough tattoos, you can't think of uh, you know. I, I got the ones I thought of. Now I just need to fill in these spots. What should I get? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I know what style I want. Mm-hmm. It's so like. As long as it's like okay, Japanese or traditional or whatever, like just roll the dice and we'll just see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good with whatever as long as I know it's going to look like the rest of the stuff I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why I was like, oh, that's cool. And there's very much a place for that in tattoos. I think a lot of times they get overthought, like they don't all have to mean everything. Yeah. You know, that, and that's something that people, I think, walk into or fall into because they don't have a lot of them. And there's a lot of people that get tattooed that 10 years ago would never have gotten a tattoo. Yeah. So what's the easiest way around that stigma is, well, it's got to mean something about me. So that when I'm in the store buying a cantaloupe and someone asks me about it, I can explain this. I can lay this deep thing on them. Well, this sums up me and my kids and my family and my, you know, my, my journey through life and all this stuff. And it's like, just pick one of those things for one tattoo and spread them out into the other ones if you want to do. Because I don't know, my experience was like a lot of tattoos got done because they looked cool. Like, do you guys have any dragons? Oh, that's a cool one. I'll take that one. It had nothing to do with your grandmother or your kids or how many. It didn't have a, a tree with all everybody's initials in the leaves. You know, it was a lot more of a Lucy kind of, uh, it's just an image I like type thing. It makes me feel better about myself. I look cooler with it. I like it. Kind of like getting a cool new T-shirt Yeah, that's permanent. I tell people it's like plastic surgery for me. I feel like, oh, like this is this is who I think I should look like versus without them. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Everyone's different, though. Yeah. There's definitely people that just want to look cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you do look cool. And that's that was my only, I guess, aspect of it, if I had to. I, I never really – I got some kids' names and some other things, but I never really got any of them because I thought they meant something so personally to me. I just thought they looked cool, or at the very least, they fit in that spot. <laughs> so, because I was, you know, as an apprentice, I was on a quest for the first couple of years of tattooing to get filled up and look legit as quick as possible. Yeah. Plus, they don't hurt when you're 20, whatever. That's what I was like. I was you like, know? I have to f- hurry up and finish because like, they hurt more. What does a tattoo more. feel like now at 41? It yeah. sucks, right? No, it sucks. Yeah, Especially because I'm just like, plus I get hangry. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah, you get used to, to being so relaxed and comfortable that mm-hmm. when that's taken away yeah it's, you, it's just immediately just like very like oh god yeah because we're very comfortable aren't we yeah yeah we're air-conditioned we're heated we've got anything we want to listen to we've got the internet in our pocket like everything's <laughs> nobody's outside for longer than they care to be oh it's sweaty i'm going in yeah you know, nobody works hard i just well, bought some do, like slip in, slip on vans you know like, shoelaces. yeah because <laughs> <laughs> you can step into them and, and go. the 20 year old girl at the shop was looking at me like i was like i'm just getting old and, da, 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 da. and she was like well we have these other ones and i was like i don't want laces <laughs> i've given up so give me the things that judge i put my foot in that's, that's what it. the haircut's about yeah. I, did, I don't want to have to do anything with it yeah I just mine too like, just shove it back and forget about it for the rest of the day yeah, and I used to like clipper and stuff, and like chat like that. The heck with that. This is riveting. <laughs> I'm <laughs> no, sure people are really it's feeling riveting it. to me, but <laughs> I feel people like, are like yeah. where's the tattoo information? <laughs> Who cares about this guy and his friggin' mullet? <laughs> is there a okay? We'll get. I have tattoo questions, so we'll get okay. back to that. <laughs> is there any unsaid policy about privacy for um, tat- tattooing famous people? Because I know I I get the sense that everyone's probably tattooed at least one famous person. Yeah, in this industry. and 
And uh, due to my, I guess, disconnect with what's going on with people who are half my age and famous, I tend to not realize who they are. Mm. And it happened the other night. Can, mm. I, can I say a famous person's name It's on up here? to you. You could say whatever okay. you want. Cause some, I guess it's part of the privacy thing, though. They, yeah, they, if maybe. they don't care, then they don't care. I don't yeah. think she would. She doesn't strike me as the kind of person who would. So this, this uh, young lady comes in, and she wants to get a tattoo, uh, an extremely complex tattoo like we were just talking about. If you guys want to figure out what it is, it's called Metatron's Cube. It's this, it's it. all straight lines and circles. It looks like something that would be on the backdrop at a tool concert. Pauline is looking she's, it up. She's looking it up. She's going to show us. <laughs> if there was a hard tattoo design to do, that's probably it for me personally. I was like, is it a Transformer? <laughs> it, it looks like it might be inside a Transformer. Oh, okay. It's sacred so, geometry. That's what it is. Yeah, the sacred geometry. Yeah, so we it's one of those Nate designs. on here that talked about it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's probably way better at that stuff than I am. If he's talking Uh-oh. about it, then... She shouldn't hear it. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Yeah. Sorry. You went to the wrong guy. I did my best. Um, I think I did all right. But uh, she introduced herself as PK. I was like, okay. oh, okay, hi, I'm going to draw this for you. Have a seat on the couch and, and you know, whatnot. And... Uh, I had her, her release form with her ID copied on it and next to me at the drawing table, I'm drawing, trying to trace this thing, thinking, like, what did I get myself into? Because it's only going to be, like, two and a half inches across, three inches across, pretty small. And uh, I don't know why. I was like, what? what's PK stand for? I've heard PJ and other stuff. I've never heard PK. So I looked at her. Yeah, there it is. That's the okay. one. Okay. All right. Yeah. It reminds yeah. me of Full Metal Alchemist Something. <laughs> kind of yeah. alchemy-looking thing. Yeah, it was challenging. Yeah, it was like a circle with like maybe a star of David with more circles around. It looks it, like right, the star of David it. with a circle at each point, and then all the circles linked to other circles, and there's more lines. And but it does look like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm drawing. I'm like, what's what's PK stand for? So I grab a release from. I look at. It, I'm like, Paris, Michael Jackson. Oh. Oh boy. Like, as if that couldn't get harder to do, now I'm going to do it on someone who's, like, a person, a well-known person. Yeah. You know, her dad was, like, the soundtrack to my childhood when I wasn't yeah. listening to Iron Maiden. I think uh, <laughs> Nathan from Nathan Tattoo talked about seeing, uh, like, a bad tattoo on, uh, I just lost her name, from E.T. Uh, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore in uh-huh. Playboy. Like, oh yeah. You know, like oh, she the, posed and he shed like, a lot tattoo. Yeah, somebody like not not anybody that he knew, but mm-hmm. just thinking like you know to be a famous person, to be nationally have a tattoo, and other tattoo artists are like, oh, that's, that's bad. That's not good. So <laughs> yeah, there seems to, I don't know why, and maybe it's just what I've seen on TV, or and but it seems like there's a a real link to like people who are considered celebrities and have plenty of time and money on their hands get some of the dare I say, worse tattoos that, and I don't know yeah, why. I don't know. Uh, I mean, just like Ariana Grande got that Japanese tattoo. Do you know who Ariana Grande is? I do, yeah. Okay. I actually do. <laughs> it's like you looked yeah. at me like, like, <laughs> I, like, I, was a, like I was a 12-year-old girl right now. You were like, what is he going to talk about right oh, now? Man. I'm just going to be supportive. Make up an answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally know what you mean. Yeah, the, the, she got um, – because she came up with her album or her single, uh, Favorite Things, uh-huh. and I guess uh, – oh, no, se- Seven Rings. 
and she thought that she was getting a tattoo of in Japanese of seven rings or something like that to celebrate her new mm -hmm. record and it turned out that it just said like Japanese barbecue or I like Japanese barbecue no way really yeah and like then when she got it fixed they never still didn't fix it so I'm just thinking like she just has really bad friends around her yeah you know nobody's but, looking but, out for her at the tattoo shop and they should be yeah, yeah more so than the recording studio I mean that can be erased <laughs> you hit the button and it's gone right right yeah and she's I mean, she's pretty. She's seen. I don't even know her. This is a weird thing about celebrities. You don't know them, but they put themselves out there like they. Yeah, uh, you get a she, version of them. She seemed very like, oh well. <laughs> so it's good. It's good well, that she's not suing the person. Although I would. <laughs> well, I have some of those that don't mean anything too. So I can't, you know, really like be like, haha, you messed up. I've got some <laughs> Chinese and Japanese characters that mean nothing that mean nothing that are don't even or, or one that in particular that means something completely different from what i thought it did there is a um season 12 of drag race just came out on friday and one of the queens on her chest is that the rupaul um, is that the rupaul, RuPaul show? drag race That's still on? Oh, cool. yeah um uh, yeah we can i could do a whole show on that <laughs> <laughs> i've been following drag before drag race so um it's a big deal to me uh but uh, she has, I think, in Arabic on her chest, it says, uh, they were like, what does it say? And she said, oh, it's One Direction. She was like, I got it because I didn't want anyone to know that I have a One Direction tattoo. <laughs> So she, like, well, that's okay. That's clever because that's a musical group, right? The yeah, band? yeah. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I'm too old to, to know for I, sure I if think I've that's even who heard is. who they are. Yeah, I think like, they're like a boy band. I know they're a boy band. One of the last ones, maybe. Oh, so she. Ah, that's clever. She it got her tattoo, clever. but without the ridicule associated. Of, is that really a One Direction tattoo? But then she's on national television. Or yeah, yeah. Very slick. <laughs> so you PK. Yeah. How did that tattoo go? It's the best ah, tattoo you've ever done. It's totally the best tattoo I've ever done. Thank <laughs> you for prompting me. I would have started off something, anyway. something differently. <laughs> yeah, no, that it, it went pretty smoothly. She was really cool. Uh, we talked about music on the radio. I didn't – I yeah, I realized who she was after, like, dr you know, right before the tattoo. So I got over this, like, wave of, like, self-induced pressure I put on myself. And uh, she was cool to talk to. And, you know, it was like a normal tattoo. Thanks, by a left. And shouted me out on Instagram and stuff. And uh, uh, hopefully it, it looks nice. I, I, It's definitely a difficult design to do. And uh, hopefully I did uh, I did my best on it. Do we need to see if she posted it? Like It was on her like stories. I don't know story. if it's on her, uh, yeah. her thingamajig that you can actually profile or whatever yeah. it's called. I mean, I just saw a picture of Scarlett Johansson. I didn't realize she had tattoos, too. Or oh, at least it she? looked like she did. Yeah. Some of them have a lot. Yeah. I mean, like, Cardi B has a really cool, like, peacock on her leg mm -hmm. that, like, makes sense because she was a stripper and it probably was very, like, ooh, th that. But yeah, yeah. yeah but some more some, money. But some of the, obviously, like, Johnny Depp famously tattooed and it takes forever to cover him up. So, yeah. yeah, some of these celebrities, I don't even. Yeah, I saw a picture of uh, the guy that plays Negan on The Walking Dead holding a baby. He was sleeping. I guess it's just one of his own personal profile pics that I came across. And he had finger tattoos. It said something on his fingers. Okay. Like, I, 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 I just associate that stuff with tattoo guys, you know, and now tattoo girls, too. Um, you because know, like I said, like, nobody ever got tattoos like that. Yeah. That they were visible if they weren't on the hands and neck if they weren't a tattoo artist. Right. So that's one thing that's been a big uh, change has been, like, you know, everybody wants things that are visible now. And even people that you would think would be kind of, like, you know, not really about that, like an actor, doesn't count. They do it, too. Yeah.
Um, well, what else should we get into about tattoo? Is there kind of anything you want to bring up? Um, I don't know. Uh, I got plenty of time available. Come get some. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should say hi to Leo and Debbie again. Yeah, hi, Leo. Uh, hi, Debbie. Uh, we have... T- we kind of could wrap up then. Do you have any other upcoming projects? You have the paintings. You have yeah. drawings. Uh, just uh, doing some paintings of... Uh, Your mullet t- t-shirt coming out soon. I might have to do a self-portrait of that now that we're talking about those two things in one <laughs> sentence. It's my fault. I'm going to give it to you for having me on the show, <laughs> like it or uh, not. Uh, I, I was like, I can't take gifts, so I'll just give you the money for the printing, even if it's okay. $50 to, to go we'll, through we'll that. We'll just say that. Or, my, you know, I'll plug my nephew disc screening. We could always I think it would look really good right over there uh, I overlooking this it's one process. of my fantasies to have like my own studio and have it all decorated i'm yeah. like my, yeah my 1992 high school portrait of uh <laughs> hanging over in here for it'll be like the portrait of the guy i don't know if you've seen the good place yet but um there's like a the it's got kristen stewart and um T- ted danson and it's just ended, no, but but there's like the the guy that like was the most perfect. It's about like going to heaven, and it's like the guy who never did anything bad. That that'll be your your our version of you know you're the yeah. you're the guy with the mullet. The, okay. The, okay. The gold the gold frame with yeah, the kind the of gold like frame. Oh totally. Yeah. yeah I, I think you'd like now. like some kind of velvet red around it too to just kind of add it. Maybe I, I should paint it on velvet. <laughs> Ooh, black oh, velvet painting. I love it. Have this is to, really starting to take form. Ha, have you seen? Have you seen? Have you been to Velvet Margarita? No one's ever been over there in no, Hollywood. What's that? Why does no one know this place? I guess it was a hot thing in the '90s. It was a Johnny Depp kind of place. Okay. Um, it's all like got that crushed velvet black uh-huh. walls, and uh-huh. you know, it's is all it a Mexican bar? stuff. It's a, a restaurant, Mexican restaurant, and a bar. Okay. And uh, the last few times I've been there, really good bartenders as far as, like, you could just go and go, I'm feeling like something, you know, whiskey but spicy. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, all right, I'll make it for you. you. Yeah. So, anyways, so we're doing a crushed velvet painting. We absolutely are. Is it going to oh. also be, like, black uh, black light style? I'm going to try and get some of that in there. Okay. Maybe just, like, the people as my eyes or maybe just my hair. Oh. So if you turn off the lights in here and get the black light going, it's just a glowing mullet. I always like when I'm traveling in, in like, uh, Middle Eastern places and they have, like, a whole room full of those still. Mm-hmm. It was, like, alive in the 90s, right, mm-hmm. with the, <laughs> all the shops. I wish I still had some of those blacklight posters. I don't think you just bring them. I'm sure they're on Amazon. Probably. eBay. Flea markets. <laughs> flea markets, actually, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, um, so you got those things. We got this painting coming out. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned for that. Yes. <laughs> Christian, thanks for coming by the show. Uh, remind us where we can find you online. Oh, uh, thinking tattoos. Dot net or dot com. I should know that. And right now I'm drawing a blank. Um, Instagram is just my full name, Christian Haltman. I don't have a cool tattoo name yet. The um, mullet.com is my website. Um, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hashtag mullet. Yeah. All right. Again, he's Christian Haltman from Thinking Tattoos. For more information, you can go to kpcradio.com. I want to thank you all for listening. I am Anthony Sanchez.